Hey Trailblazers, welcome back to the Business Casual Podcast. Thank you so much for pressing play on today's episode. If you're new here, welcome. My name is Stacey and I'm the co-founder and host of the Business Casual along with my younger sister. And if you are a returning listener, welcome back. Thank you so much for coming back to Business Casual. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram. Our handle is at business.casual.podcast. We have something very exciting in the works. And if you actually click the link in our bio, there's a survey there because we want your input. So if you take that, I'll give you some hints to what we're planning and we want your input. So if you have a few minutes, we'd really appreciate you doing that. Also, be sure to follow us on Spotify or Apple Music or Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts, you never miss an episode. And lastly, if you are enjoying the show, please consider giving us a five-star rating and review. And lastly, if you enjoy this episode, please consider sharing with a friend, a roommate, or putting on your Instagram story because it really helps us out and we want to make sure our podcast gets out to as many people as possible. So what are we talking about today? Today, I'm very excited to actually have on one of my closest friends at the University of Toronto. Her name is Megan. You might know her by her clothing brand, U of Meg. Megan is a fourth-year Rotman Commerce student at U of T, and in 2020, she started her own e-commerce clothing brand, U of Meg, which reworks authentic university merchandise. The ethos of U of Meg is around building a strong sense of community for university students through one-of-a-kind quality university merchandise. Megan has always had a passion for fashion, and coupled with her business knowledge from Rotman, she has been able to grow her business to a profitable and viral brand. As a sole entrepreneur of the business, Megan runs all aspects of U of Meg, from individual ideation to final product and strategic operations. So far, U of Meg has reworked merchandise for U of T, Western, Queens, McGill, UBC, and Dalhousie, to name a few. Most recently, you can spot Megan's merchandise on Olympics, influencers, and celebrities, including Loud Luxury. In Megan's free time, she enjoys learning the new languages, currently it's Italian, coaching figure skating, and spending time with family and friends. This is such a good episode. If you are a recent grad or currently in school, we talk a lot about the university experience. We talk a lot about confidence in university, a lot about entrepreneurship. We tell the whole story about Megan and Loud Luxury because I actually was there for part of that. And also just more about what TikTok and Instagram have been able to do for her business branding and personal branding and all around it's just a very fun episode and one of my favorites that we've recorded recently so without further ado i'm going to pass it off and introduce you to megan enjoy megan welcome to the business casual podcast how are you doing today i'm so good thank you so much for having me stace this is kind of like the biggest robin collab that robin's ever seen I know, like two years in the making. Two years in the making. You guys heard a little bit about Megan in her bio, but she's obviously a Rotman student, one of my very closest friends. She's also the co-founder of, not the co-founder, the sole founder. I'm always saying co-founder. You're the sole founder of You of Meg, which is your own business, which we're going to talk all about. And honestly, I think today's episode is going to be a really comforting one. I think it's perfect for around the holidays. I think if you're in grade 12 and applying for universities, this is a great episode. I think also if you're in maybe your third, honestly, any year of university, I really want to talk about finding your place in university, balancing act of having your own business and also being a university, you know, networking, building your personal brand. Like there's so many things that I know you and I talk about on pretty much a day-to-day basis. And I know that a lot, like we both get questions on too. So I'm excited to get into all of that. Yay. Amazing. So 
we're going to dive right into you of Meg. What was the inspiration? Like, what was the tipping point? Did you have the idea in your head? Give us the full story of how it started. Okay, amazing. Uh, so I started U of Meg in May 2020, but I had the idea long before that. I remember I was like in first year, October, walking down campus on St. George Street, which is like the big strip um, on U of T campus. And I remember seeing like three or four people wearing the exact same Navy U of T crew neck. And I was like, why is everyone wearing the same thing? Like U of T is such a fun, vibrant place. Like we should have merchandise and clothing that reflects that. So in the notes app of my phone, I wrote down Tada University merchandise or like something like that. And I just kept it in the notes app of my phone. And then it wasn't until the pandemic hit and I was like, okay, I have some free time on my hands. I had an internship, but they kind of pushed the start date till June. So I had the month of May to kind of just do my own thing. I was at home just chilling. So I was like, okay, I have time. I might as well like try to do something, start my own thing. And yeah, that's how you of Meg was born. I have always been into fashion, designing and sewing clothing. So it was kind of like the perfect combination of like my business background from my first year of Rotman, plus something that I love doing and have been sewing for the past 10 years. So yeah, that's how you of Meg was born. And so you have this idea. Was it were you thinking in the moment and when you first started U of Meg, this is going to be specific to U of T, this is going to be a more of a side project? It, like, what were your intentions with it when you started it? Because I think a lot of the time something starts so small and you can never imagine to what it grows to be. So, or did you think like, no, this is something I'm so passionate about. I want to bring it to other schools. Like, How large was the scale when you first started putting actions out there of like starting the business? Yeah, for sure. I just thought it was going to be for U of T and I just thought I was going to do it for the summer. And I think everyone was hoping COVID would just be a couple months and then we'd be back on campus. So I thought it'd be a nice way to like make some side money and then be back on campus in September. Um, but then after I posted my first t-shirt for U of T, it kind of went crazy. And a lot of people were like, oh, can you do my university? And were giving me suggestions and the comments and the DMs. So that's when I knew I had a market for other universities. So then I ex expanded to McGill was the next school. Uh, my brother was just entering his first year there. So I thought it'd be the perfect, not only like gift for him, but then like the next best university to work with. And then I expanded to like Western, Queens, and then slowly grew from there. Um, so yeah, I don't think I ever knew how big U of Meg was going to get, but I'm really grateful for everywhere it's taken me. You do such a good job of marketing. Like if there is one person for like marketing and branding, you've done such a good job. And also the way I found you and the way we became friends is actually through U of Meg. So literally, yeah, I was actually, I think you've told me I was the second person to buy a U of Meg. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. I'd seen it on um, Instagram and some of my friends had posted about it. Or I think maybe I was following Megan at the time. I don't really remember. But I'd kind of seen it around. And I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like someone from my program started this. It was very unique. I'd never seen anything like it at the bookstore. And I was like, oh, cool. And I guess I think it was also timing. I was on Instagram like right when you first launched. And I like clicked on it and things were still in stock. So I, I ended up buying a shirt and then I kind of started from there. But before we kind of get into the branding side of it, the biggest – Thing that I have heard and had conversations about with people who want to start their own business, not even just students in general, is they have no idea where to start. So you, and I want to be clear for people that aren't familiar with you of Meg, you buy merch from the bookstore and then you rework it and then you resell it. So what was kind of the steps you took 
did you, and I, I know we've had these conversations, so like in terms of licensing, in terms of getting in touch with you from the bookstore, like what were kind of those first steps and how did you even know where to start? Like what resources did you use? I kind of just started like messaging random people. Uh, one thing that I learned about in first year Rotman commerce was just talk to upper year students and talk to whoever is willing to have a conversation with you. So during that one month, when I was launching you of Meg in May, I reached out to all my friends, upper year students. And I was like, Hey, like, I'm thinking about starting this business. Like, what do you think about it? Um, and then through those conversations, I realized that a lot of people like the authenticity of the university merchandise. So that was kind of the reasoning on why I wanted to have that middle step of buying through the bookstore, like knowing it's authentically branded and then reworking it and putting my own spin on it. Um, I think it just gives like a nice collegial feel, like you know it's like your school's merchandise, but it's just like the U of Meg version. Um, and then to kind of go about that, I... In full transparency, I wasn't thinking about doing like any licensing deals or like royalties. Like I honestly didn't really know what they were until like watching Shark Tank. I love Shark Tank. So this is such a side note. Like, the Tank. new season just came out and I was <laughs> binging it last week. I was, I literally watched so many clips of like people's pitches. Um, this is such a side conversation. I'm so sorry. I totally interrupted you. But I, there was like a couple pitches that I was obsessed with and I messaged them on LinkedIn. And so we might see some Dragon's Den winners on Business Casual <gasps> in the near future because I I think it's such a cool show, but I think it's so relevant because then you literally learn stuff and you're able to apply it to your own, your own business. Exactly. Kind of feeling off of this side conversation, but Stacey and I had the opportunity to listen to Wes Hall from Dragon's yeah. Den, which is the Canadian version of Shark's Tank. And I think that conversation was just like a great kind of refueling for us in our, our ventures. But anyway. Yeah. No, that was a really, really good, Yeah, just like I guess we'll just talk about that really quickly. But we basically were able to go to watch him speak. He's promoting his new book. And if you're not familiar with Wes Hall, he has a very inspiring and crazy backstory of how he ended up as someone who's very famous and predominant on Wall Street. So definitely recommend you check him out. But also, I think if you're interested in starting your own business and just entrepreneurship, you should definitely... Okay, Dragon's Den is obviously very cliche and something that it's obviously for entertainment as well. It's on... TV, but I think there's so many resources and a lot of free ways to hear from entrepreneurs. Obviously, this is one resource, but like that West Hall event we went to was free because we were U of T students. But there are a lot of other. Were you also supposed to go to another event you were talking about, an entrepreneurial event? Yes, I went to a tech startup event. Um, so it was put on by U of T Entrepreneurship and it was all about like the legal aspect of startups. And they had people from Bay Street, like Bay Street lawyers from the top firms come in and do a little talk um, on different costs and legalities you should think about when you're starting a new venture, um, which I think kind of segues back into what we were talking yeah, about. Yeah, anyway. continue what you're saying, but just a, a great way of a great reminder that there's so many opportunities to get in front of the people that will help you get to where you want to go and have these conversations that you had when you first started with Meg. But continue with when you started talking about licensing and legalities and all that good stuff. Yeah, so it was never on my radar, but then I was in conversation ended up in conversations with people from the U of T trademarking and licensing office. Um, and then we put in our own agreement and then that's how it kind of flourished from there. Um, so yeah, and like I don't pay any royalties to them. I just get my designs approved from the office and they're very supportive. I think it's because I'm one of their students. So um, yeah, very happy to be working with them. And they've been so supportive since I started U of Meg in 2020 and I'm still running it till this day. So, yeah. 
I love it. It's it's been very fun watching you grow and I want to skip to Loud Luxury right now because I think it's such a fun story time and we got to experience part of it together, which is fun. So I want to talk about that. So let's talk about branding because you did such a good job, like I've already said, about branding you of Meg. I literally found you and became friends with you through the branding you done you of Meg. So if you could describe you of Meg in a few words of when people look at, and I actually want to talk about two things here. You as a person contribute to you of Meg because one, it's in the name. Like Meg is obviously the nickname for you, Megan. Do you think people found Megan first and then found you of Meg? Or do you find that people find you of Meg and then find Megan? Interesting. I've never gotten that question before. I think we ask the interesting questions here in business casual. Yeah. <laughs> no, I've been listening to the pods since the beginning, Stace, you know. Um, I would say at the beginning, people would find the brand through me. So they would go Megan to you of Meg. But now as the brand is growing and I'm just more comfortable posting on social media, it's definitely the other way around where it's you of Meg as a brand first and then me. Uh, I still try to keep like a good like rigid balance and like separation between my personal life. Like what I post on my personal accounts is very like me and personal versus what I post on my business account, which is really about branding and sharing my university journey, sharing my youth Meg and entrepreneurship journey. Um, so I think like there is some overlap, but I do try to keep it separate. And like through running you of Meg for the past two years and even like watching you Stace grow and like other friends running their own businesses, it's really inspiring and like I think a good marketing tactic even to have you as a person being connected to your brand so like over the past years I've just become more comfortable with it so um, I don't know if that really answers the question no it, it does yeah, 100% yeah. and the reason I bring this up is because we also had a conversation there was a TikTok and it was so funny I saw the TikTok I screenshotted it I didn't send it to Megan or anything I just screenshotted it and I actually was thinking about maybe doing a whole solo episode of the podcast about this topic and then maybe two hours later Megan posted on you of Meg the same screenshot and I was like we're the same person and basically what the TikTok was talking about was that through TikTok people have and I think Midday Squares is a really good example of if you haven't aren't familiar with their TikTok or their brand they're a healthier chocolate bar that has all good ingredients and protein and they've done such a good job documenting their experience they're a Montreal-based company on TikTok and they've gained, I think they have over a million followers now on their TikTok page. And I think it's a really cool way of showcasing how people now almost advocate for, they find people they like and they want to see that person's business grow and they enjoy following the journey. And I think you've done such a good job showing the journey and showing the behind the scenes. So what has that experience been like? What have you learned? What was the experience navigating TikTok? You don't have your own personal TikTok. You just have you of Meg's TikTok. So Let's go back to how do you describe your brand and what are the three words that you want people to associate with you of Meg when they come to your brand's pages? I think the top three words would just be like fun. Like I want you to like click on a you of Meg video and feel better and feel like fun and warm after you watch a video. Uh, so definitely like the positivity aspect of the fun nature of, of you of Meg. And I think that also comes through like my clothing. Like I try to incorporate fun colors and uh, fun messaging and my copyright. 
And then the second word would be community. I really try to incorporate like my friends in every possible way that I can, my Rockman Commerce community, U of T, um, like my friends from high school. So like having my friends in photo shoots, like as you scroll through the U of Meg feed, like you'll always see my friends. And I make sure I always like post and promote the people who have been supporting me. Like I think that like when I scroll through U of Meg, like I want to see my friends on the page. I don't want to see a million photos of myself. Like I want to see the people who always have my back. And then the third word, I think, oh my goodness, I have to think about this. I Maybe just like creativity. Like I always, even if it's through like my branding or um, my marketing or through my designs, like I always just make sure it's like something new, something fresh, creative. Um, okay, wait, I'm going to add one third word or fourth word. <laughs> But I'm going to add sustainability because like another thing I try to push for you of Meg is like when you buy a piece, yes, it might be on the pricier side, but you're going to wear that throughout your entire university career and even after you graduate. So I want to make sure that you're buying a piece that you love and you're going to invest in um, and is sustainable for you because we all know fashion is super polluting. It's not good for the environment. Overconsumption and capitalism has definitely made it a very polluting industry and negative like negative on the environment um so yeah just trying to do a little bit better for the environment (laughs) for sure and you talk a lot about that I know on your Instagram and kind of show the process of how you take as many precautions as possible to be sustainable and I think the three words you used were pretty much the exact same but I also feel like when people go to you of Meg you also try and not teach people I don't know if teaching is the right word but also provide value outside of just the clothing. So I know you have like your university ins and outs and you did like a whole university guide. And so interacting with your audience has been a big part. And I think those things that you do help you interact with your audience. So what tips do you have for growing an Instagram or TikTok or what ways have you found that your videos sometimes seem to do better? Or has there been anything that you've learned over the last two years that you think you can pass on to other entrepreneurs or honestly anyone who's trying to grow a social media platform? I think I'll give three key tips. So the first one is just be consistent. You might hear this from like other TikTok or Instagram influencers or or creators, but they post a lot. They post multiple times a day, every day. They just post random aspects, even if it's just like a five second video or a quick Instagram story. They always make sure that they're pushing out content. Um, and I took that advice to heart. And since running U of Meg, I would try to post as much as possible. Obviously, I like ran into a couple like mental health moments where I was like very overwhelmed with everything going on and would have to take a week or two and take a step back um but for the most part I really try to be consistent in in my posting and then also in the messaging and the meaning that I'm trying to come across and obviously it's been somewhat successful Stacy can resonate with a little bit of it as well um so that would be number one consistency uh part two would be transparency so I really try like Stacy said document every aspect of my business journey and just be transparent of if I can't like if an item is sold out and I'm not going to bring it back like I will tell you or if I'm working on a new drop for a specific school I'll tell you like you will know every aspect of the U of Meg journey Um, and I really just try to build that community and transparency and then the third aspect um, would be like do it for yourself like a lot of people think about starting a business or like being a creator on social social media because they would like love free stuff or go to free events. But with you of Meg, like that was never the intention. Like I just wanted to share what I was doing with other people. And in 2020 or even 2022, like you have to be digital with your marketing. So like I just had to be on Instagram and 
TikTok and talk about it and show my face and build that brand recognition and connection with my audience members. Um, so yeah, just be digital and find your voice. <laughs> and it's not easy. And I know it didn't take you, it took you a while to be super comfortable. I think you've told me before you have like a hundred or some hundred something videos in your drafts on TikTok. Yeah, I've cut it down a lot now. It's probably around 30, but especially during COVID, like our 2020 to 2021 academic year, um, we were all online and Stacy and I, like we had really tough courses in our second year of Rotman Commerce. Um, so to take breaks, I would literally film like 10, 20 TikTok videos to like different sounds, like me in different outfits. And I would just keep those in my drafts. And then I would upload them whenever I felt like it. Obviously like some like would just stay in my drafts and like the sound would, it used to be viral and then the sound wouldn't be viral anymore. But like, I think just practicing and putting yourself out there, even if they stay in your drafts, like you build so much confidence, just practicing and doing things over and over again. So um, yeah, that would be my top tip as well. Our next partner has a product I literally use every single day. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know how much I love Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 about a few months ago because I realized that I was not getting all of the vitamins and nutrients I needed throughout the day through my diet. I was never planning out my meals. I was not taking care of my health and really was not optimizing my immune system because I was not getting everything I needed through my diet. So I heard about Athletic Greens on a bunch of podcasts that I was listening to, and I really wanted to try it to see what the hype was all about. And let me tell you, it is worth it. I've been on it now for about four months, I think. I started taking it before the summer. It doesn't taste like it's super healthy. It kind of has a mild tropical taste because I know that's something I was really curious about when I was hearing about Athletic Greens, and I really look forward to taking it every single morning. So what is it exactly? It's one scoop of AG1 in your water. And with that, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, nutrients, whole food sourced ingredients, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovering, focus, just everything you need. I take it before I go to school or on my way. I have my Athletic Greens water bottle. I fill it up with about half ice and then water, and then I just add it in. It's so easy, and it's the perfect way to get your morning started. Tons of people take some kind of multivitamin, and it's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. Athletic Greens is lifestyle-friendly. Whether you eat keto, paleo, vegan, dairy-free, or gluten-free, it also contains less than one gram of sugar. No GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything while still tasting good. I think it's also the perfect gift to give anyone in your life who is very much into health and wellness or maybe who is very busy and needs something that they can easily add to their routine. I would be so happy if someone gifted me Athletic Greens, especially as someone who's very much into podcasts. So I hear about it all the time. I would love getting Athletic Greens as a gift. So keep that in mind as you're holiday shopping. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash businesscasual. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash business casual to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
loud luxury. I know this was a really big moment for for you of Meg and and a very exciting one. So let's just tell the story how it came to be. Give give us the whole tea. Totally. Yes. Well, I guess even backtracking like in high school loud luxury they came out with with a song called body it was my absolute favorite song and i'm not just saying that because like i really respect them but like i genuinely liked the song before i even knew who they were as people um like in grade 12 we had a separate area for grade 12 students it was like our senior lounge like it was only for us and we had a couple couches and tvs and it was just like a fun area for us to be in like i would always play body like people know that like i would bring my portable speaker um and like that's the song we would play so it's like such a full circle moment that i've been able to work with them um but yeah after the pandemic loud luxury they've been like I think they are also like kings of social media themselves. Like they are very good at promoting their own brand. Um, And they posted this video saying, hey, Western University, like we are coming to London, Ontario. And they were wearing two Western hoodies. And then just for fun, I took a screenshot of that TikTok video, posted it to my Instagram story. And I tagged Andrew and Joe and Lab Luxury. And I was like, hey, do you guys want U of Meg sweaters? Like, I would love for you guys to wear them for your show in London. And this was in March 2020. Um, literally March 15... 2021. Oh, 2020. No, 2022. 2022. <laughs> Sorry. Last March. 2022. Yes. So just a couple months ago. Um, Andrew, who is like one, like half of Loud Luxury, he responded to my DM right away um, within 15 minutes and was like, hell yeah, like, let's do it. And I remember I was like sitting down in my basement, like trying to get some schoolwork done, whatever. And then I like scream, like run upstairs to the kitchen, like to tell my mom. And then we're both like laughing and giggling. It was just like, I I don't think I'll ever forget that day. Like just how other people can have such like a positive reaction to your brand. And like someone who, like I mentioned, like I look up to, Andrew and Joe so much um like that really meant a lot and then later that week I drove to London and delivered them the crewnecks had um like a little photo with them and then they gave us um my friend my high school friends and I tickets to their show and it was really nice just to like see them on stage in their element but then also wearing U of Meg uh so that was kind of like part one then a couple of weeks later, I ended up dropping or sorry, restocking the crewnecks that they wore. So they're just like a purple and white Western crew neck. Um, and then those did really well. And I was really happy about that. Um, and then flash forward to September 2022, um, Stacy and I were like heading back to our fourth year of Rotman Commerce. Um the University of Toronto Students Union, our UTSU, they announced Loud Luxury will, will be performing at our orientation week uh, to kind of round out the week and have a nice concert and bring everyone together. And I was like, I I like knew I wanted Loud Luxury to come. But before I could even message Andrew and Joe, Andrew sent me a message, I think, and was like, let's do it. Or maybe I posted to my Instagram story and tagged them. And then he responded, I forget the exact order. But um, like, it was kind of funny that we knew that... Um, it was like a mutual agreement that they were going to wear my shirts again um, because now it was like my turf. Uh, so like Andrew and Joe, like they went to Western, but now they were like coming to U of T, which is where we go to school. Um, so yeah, Stacy and I had the opportunity to watch them backstage and uh, have a little VIP moment and take some photos with them. And um, yeah, I, I think will that- post all of the photos that I have and I have photos of my right, right, yeah. the shirts yeah. too, um, to Andrew and Joe. So I'll put it on mm-hmm 
the business casual Instagram if you guys want to go look at it because it was really cool. And I think this is such a good example of how social media can change the trajectory of a business. That's that's an e-commerce that you don't see all the time. So I think that is, it's such a cool story. And I think it's just the start of kind of you being able to promote your brand and put it out there for so many people. And obviously it was so cool that we got to be literally like backstage at the whole concert. We got to like see it. And then they ended up wearing Megan shirts uh, for the last song. We got to take a bunch of photos. So it was really cool also for me being able to be there and see it full circle. And I think it's such a good example of how also you need to take risks, which is what I wanted to ask you. What has been the biggest challenge or the biggest lesson throughout you of Meg? Because you've obviously had a lot of successes and I love celebrating the wins, but it's also so important to recognize that it's not always wins and there's a lot of highs, but there's also so many lows. So what is either the biggest challenge or the biggest lesson been that you're taking away from you of Meg after two and a half years? I think I'll kind of do two different lessons and challenges, but the first one was just like all around like building brand awareness and sharing with other people like how much I love this product but then kind of convincing everyone around me to like it just as much um I remember like it's not like people would say no but it's just people wouldn't be as excited and then I would really take that personally um so it's just like through you of Meg I've been able to able to just develop like a thicker skin and just be more confident in my ideas um which I think is a challenge like it's scary, like putting yourself out there. It's scary taking risks. So I've just been more confident along that front. And I think that's even translated to like my work at school or getting internships or applying to jobs. So like very transferable skills. Um, And then secondly, on a more real note, like definitely COVID had an impact on like all of us mentally, but like having Hugh Meg and having something that I love so much, um, but then also like running it solely online and being the only person that runs you of Meg, like not having really anyone to lean on was really draining mentally. Um, just because like I want to do everything and I want to make sure it's the best. Um, but then I've obviously like had to take some steps back and realize, okay, like you can't go 110% every single day of the year. Um, you have to take breaks and recognize that if like a drop doesn't sell out right away, like it's not your fault. Or um, if you didn't end up posting something on Instagram at the right time, like I shouldn't beat myself up for it. Um, So yeah, kind of just finding that mental health balance, work-life balance. um, And then like enjoying my time at university has been a challenge, but we're getting there. And I think like now that we're in fourth year and we're both like comfortable where we are like in school and how like our university career has progressed like I feel like like I said like just more confident and like I'm really enjoying myself and I love coming to school every day I love working on you of Meg I love every aspect of what I've been doing recently so I think that's a really good feeling and confidence honestly I don't think we've ever talked about confidence on business casual we definitely don't talk about it enough and I've been listening to a lot of podcasts recently who have talking about more self-confidence in not a business sense but even just like in accepting your body and accepting like your looks and just being more confident in who you are as a person and not seeking like self or validation from others and validation on social media and I've talked about it a lot not on business casual per se but on like our social medias and on other podcasts that I've been on I was the same way with business casual it took me so long to not even, I was never embarrassed. I like loved this platform and I am so passionate business casual. But when people would bring it up in person, I would kind of be like, oh yeah. And then change the subject. I would never, not even capitalize on the opportunity. I don't think that's a good word, but I would never really 
do a good job of self-promotion. And I think that really hurt the podcast in the first year because I wasn't taking every opportunity possible to promote it. And it is so hard. It's so awkward and you don't want to be like too much out there and you don't want to like, it's just weird. It's a weird thing that you're not ever taught, but it is so important. And if you don't believe in your own product or you don't promote it enough, like why would anyone else care about it? You have to make people care about what you care about. And I think that's exactly what you were saying about you of Meg. Like you have to convince other people. Same way I have to convince other people to be a guest on my show. That was the hardest part at the beginning. People were like, I've never even heard of this podcast. Why would I spend time listening to it or why would I go on it? And it's like, you have to really convince. And I think it goes back to the personal branding and getting people to trust you and getting people to like you and and believe in you as a person and then showing them that, this product is something I believe in or this podcast is something I believe in. So it's hard though. It is hard. And like my mom and I, we would always say like, you have to be your own number one fan, um, which I think is like a great saying or mantra that you can remind yourself. Yeah. Our saying was always the worst people could say is no. And unfortunately it's hard when they say no sometimes, but that is literally the worst thing that could happen. And then you're always in the same spot. And I think this is a really good transition Also, another thing I wanted to talk about, which you didn't bring up yet, is also that you have a monthly donation through U of Meg that I feel like you never talk about. I mean, I know you put it on your Instagram, but do you want to like share a little bit about that before we switch topics into like more university? Yeah, I think I made a bigger effort of promoting it like in 2020 when I was first starting U of Meg. Um, But so obviously U of Meg started May 2020. And then at the end of the month, like that's when the whole George Floyd um, murder occurred I think it was like May 25th um and I just remember being like like a lot of people just being like really shocked and really had to like take a step back and uh, like do a lot of personal reflection and growth and like reach out to resources and do more reading and listen to podcasts on my own just so I would become a better individual and could better support my friends in the black community and and whatnot um so after that, I was like, okay, like, how can I help you of Meg and help contribute to this community? So then I remember my first drop, I donated half of my sales um, to Black Lives Matter Toronto. And like, I think that also just like helped people like learn more about you of Meg, but then also realize like, what I'm doing is not like, I don't try to make money from you of Meg. Like I just do it because I like having fun and I like using my business skills. And if I can uplift people on the way, like that's the point of you of Meg. Um, so that kind of continued. And then after a while, like I, over the summer, that summer I was doing a drop every single week. And then it just became too much of like a back and forth of me, like donating basically a lot and then like doing a new drop and whatnot. So I just do it every month. Um, which I think is also like a better system. Like I can kind of just be like reflect on a month, like a lot of months, like in September, it's like you think about like indigenous people because on September 30th, like it's truth and reconciliation day. So I try to tie into like whatever is going around in the world for that month or um, different people we should be celebrating and uplifting. So yeah, just a portion of every month I try to donate some of my profits to an organization I'm passionate about I always accept dms and messages of people um, suggesting a charity or an organization that kind of I should bring to light uh, which I think is another great way to build community I love that it's such a good not even you know from a business perspective but it's just a really nice thing that you do and I really wanted to highlight that and yeah you guys should all definitely check out you've Megan's stream which we'll talk about later and she'll definitely plug it it'll be in the show notes but okay now 
you know, you talked about one of your biggest challenges was also balancing things. So what are your biggest time management tips and how do you prioritize you of Meg, school, networking, personal life? Like how do you organize your week and what tips do you have for prioritization? Mm-hmm. Well, first off, to organize my week, I love time blocking. So every hour of my day has me doing something. And I also make sure to color code it. Um, But I also try not to go too crazy. So like my three main buckets are school, um, like personal, like home life, and then U of Meg. So I really try to segment it it like that. Um, And then I also like make sure like I spend time like taking a walk or I block out like specifically what I'm going to study that day. So I really try to be specific, make sure everything's organized, color coded. Um, And then in terms of like actually prioritizing, I think like being at U of T and being like in Rotman Commerce, like that has to be like the number one priority. Um, Like school's challenging. Like you can't just like walk into class and expect everything to be fine. Like you have to do pre-readings or you have to like read a case, you have to prep. Um, like you have to do homework or a quiz. Like I really try to make school my number one. Um, and then after that, I feel like you of Meg would be be there as well. I also have other part-time jobs where I'm a figure skating coach and I work as a student ambassador for Rotman Commerce. So um, I work with the school closely on how to promote the school and I chat with high school students on why they should come here. Um, so those are also top priorities because I respond to other people and I really care about like the work that I do for, for those jobs. Um, and then, yeah, just like try to slot in time to like grab a coffee with Stacey like after class or um, like grab dinner with some friends. So we try to like make it all work. But yeah, just, it's tough. You got to take a day You by have day. a busy yeah. schedule, like a busy schedule. And it is it is definitely hard to navigate. But I think also I think you love what you do and that's so important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it makes it easier to want to schedule everything. Yeah, 100%. Like I was also like always busy in high school and middle school. Like I don't really know what life is. I feel like just doing school or like just doing like one job. Like I always love doing different things. And I think it makes you like a a more well-rounded person. Like we're so diverse and intricate. And yeah, if I could like share that with other people, then why not? Yeah. And now we're going into exam season. Is there any exam tips or tricks you've learned along the way that you want to share with any of our fellow university students listening or high school students? They also have exams right now. I would say ask for help, like reach out to whoever you can as early as you can chat with not only your profs, but also like your TAs or upper year friends who went through the course before you. They have so much advice and are really willing to share and help you because like we talked about, like university is tough. Like you have to put in the work and you have to, you have to grind. Um, also, I would say find a balance between like group studying and individual studying. Uh, back in high school, I would only study by myself and I'd be like, okay, like to my friends, I would be like, I can't study with you guys. Like we're just going to chit chat the entire time, which was true, like with my high school friend group. Um, but like in university, I've been able to find friends where we would like sit down, do work. We would sometimes have a joke here and there, but then we would also be able to ask each other questions or do problem sets together, which I think is so valuable. But then also finding time to like do that work on your own um, and like really building your competencies in that kind of way. So just like I said, like ask for help and then find a good balance between in per- like individual and group studying. I think also studying in a group reminds you that you're not alone because university can also be very isolating and lonely and it could feel like you're in it by yourself, even though you're surrounded by so many students who are going through the same thing. So definitely lean on your peers 
also for support, um, not only with, with school, but just in general to remind yourself that you're not alone and that people around you are going through the same things and everyone's in the same boat. So I think it kind of helps you pull yourself out of that going down a rabbit hole of things are so stressful. There's so much on my plate. This is so hard. I don't understand this. Like I'm going to fail this exam. I think when you're around other students and you realize that everyone feels the same way or you can lean on others for support, it kind of brings you out of that and you kind of see university as a whole rather than like being so granular on specific exams or specific subjects. So I think that's something that you and I have also been really good at doing with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of, again, off of advice here, but reflecting now you're in your last year of university, reflecting on the last four years, everything you've kind of been involved with, what would your three biggest do's and don'ts for anyone going to university? Oh, I love this. Okay. Biggest do. Um, well, I kind of touched upon it, but like chat with everyone. Um, I like definitely t- talked about like profs, TAs, like make sure you go to office hours, really build your friendships with the people in your program, outside your program. Um, but like one of the benefits I think about going to UFT in such a big university is that you will always make friends. Like you'll meet new people every single day. Like we're still in our fourth year and we're meeting new friends every single time we walk into a classroom. Um, so just try to step outside your bubble, get outside your comfort zone, talk to new people. That'd be number one do. Um, secondly, I would recommend like taking time every single day or it doesn't have to be every day, just like throughout your semester, throughout your school year to like create little traditions for yourself. I know that, I don't know, like it may sound kind of weird, but I am a big believer in like setting a routine and then sometimes you get really trapped in the routine but then if you set little traditions for yourself it could be kind of fun like one thing that I did I even did this in high school but like anytime we would have like a big assignment or a big test like I would bring like little treats like my mom would like bake me like oatmeal cookies or something and I like bring those to school like with my to my friends like we would have them like after an exam or um like a big project and then in university I started to do that do that too um where I would like bring cupcakes during midterm season and it just be like such a fun thing to do like to go around to our classes um and just like give someone a cupcake and be like hey like I was thinking about you like I know it's midterm season I know it's tough um so here's like a little something so that's like a little tradition that I made for myself um and I'm like proud like I'm proud of it and I like kind of look forward to midterm season now because I get to do that um and then last do I would say try to work on like rounding out yourself like physically mentally emotionally like really take care of who you are um like I try to work out at Gold Ring Center, which is one of the gyms on campus um, a couple times a week. And then um, I started more frequently going to therapy. I've been kind of bad and I would sometimes dodge it, especially during COVID, but I've been better at like actually going to my appointments. Um, so yeah, just kind of like taking care of yourself. Um, like it's not easy. It's a roller coaster. So those are my three biggest do's. And then three biggest don'ts. I would say make sure that you're eating and hydrating, like taking care of your body. Um, In first year, I would sometimes skip on meals. Like, I don't know why I would do that. Like I never did that in high school. Um, But I think it's because I had classes during lunchtime and I just never felt like You literally forget. Like I've never experienced the process of like forgetting to eat or like just forgetting that I haven't eaten. And then I'll realize it's like five o'clock and I'm like, oh my God, my last meal was this morning at like nine or it is a very weird thing. I just think everything's moving so fast. If you're going between classes, it's so easy to to just forget. 
And especially for us days, like we're commuters. So we don't always plan out like what we're going to eat or we don't have time to just like hop back to a dorm room and, and cook something quick. Like we have to like plan out our schedule and sometimes it's tough and like we're busy. Um, so yeah, just like make sure you're eating. Um, number two, don't feel pressure to go out if you don't want to go out. Um, I think in university, especially in your first year, like you're so excited to be away and to have all these new experiences. But if you don't feel like going out on a Friday night, like it's totally okay just to like do your own thing and take a chill night and like there will always be like other parties and other nights out like you don't like you don't stop going out after university like I think when you're entering undergrad you think okay I only have four years to go crazy and like have fun at night but no you literally have like the rest of your life to do that um and then I think that kind of translates into like my third point as well of just like try not to have FOMO like the fear of missing out um I think like obviously that can go to like maybe I wasn't invited to like a party or like you didn't do a certain activity like on a Friday night and you kind of missed out on that. But I think it also goes to like internships like or like a first year intern position at a club like, oh, I didn't get that position. Like I feel so bad. Like I really wish that was me. Um, But I've been kind of in the mentality of like if it's meant to happen, like it will happen. Like if it's not for you like if you were rejected in that moment like that just means it's redirection it's not rejection um so yeah just kind of releasing FOMO and just just know it's like redirection I literally love all of your advice I think it's so 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 good and it's really important reminders especially the last point I think even tying back our whole conversation about entrepreneurship and you can never compare yourself because no one has the same journey and it's so hard in university and it's so tough to not compare yourself because you feel like everyone's in the same program. You're taking the same classes. Maybe you even worked at the same company this summer and now they're doing something else or whatever it might be, or you were in the same club in first year. Now they're, you know, somewhere else and you're feel like you haven't moved at all. Like it's so easy to compare yourself. And if you do have your own business or you want to start your own thing, or you have your own passion project, you just can't compare it to anyone else. Even if you're in the same industry, if you're in the same like realm or you're selling the same items, like it's just not the same because you're not the same person. So I think it's a very, very good reminder to not compare yourself and just focus on you because if you spend so much time focusing on other people, you're just wasting time and you're not going to progress and you're going to hold yourself back rather than than propel yourself forward. Period. Love it. Um, okay. Last question. Obviously, we always end every episode with this, but if there is one piece of advice that you want to leave listeners with that you wish you knew when you started your career or that you've been given throughout that has really stuck with you. You've given us such good advice, but if there's like one thing that you kind of think about all the time. I have to think about this for a minute. Okay. I I was given this advice like in grade 12 of high school, but I didn't really think about it too much. Um, like I had two guidance counselors that I love so much, um, like Tia Birkenbaum and Kim English, like they're my queens. Like I love them so much. Um, <laughs> yeah, I will definitely be sending them this episode. Um But like one thing that they told me, like right when I was graduating, like that last week, like when you have like a little celebration, like with your family and um, you get to like walk across the stage and you get that ceremony. um, One thing they told me was like, everything's going to work out. And like, I remember like graduating high school and being like, oh my goodness, like, I don't know if I can handle at U of T, like, am I going to make any friends? Like, what am I going to do? Like, I really wanted to like 
move somewhere else and just experience life outside of Toronto. Um, and they're like, everything's going to work out. Like, you're going to be fine. You're going to go to school. You're going to have a great time. You're going to meet great people. Um, and I think like through you of Meg, that's also just like validated that idea and that concept that everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to work out. You're doing what you're meant to be doing, which sounds super cheesy. Um, but like, when I wake up every single day, like I know, like, I'm like so excited to start you've Meg. Like I'm excited to tie dye and like, I'm excited to do my own thing. Um, and yeah, I think just like, I guess like another concept that we've talked about is just, like passion and love and like, if it's meant for you, it will bind you and all that goodness. Um, but yeah, hopefully that will I love help it. someone no, it's so resonate. Good. It's very good advice. And mm-hmm. I think, a lot of conversations we're having recently has also been about career anxiety and the unknown, especially for a lot of new grads or recent grads with people talking about a recession and a lot of job layoffs happening. I think it's a really, really, really good reminder um, that everything is going to work out. So Megan, thank you so much for coming on the Business Casual today. It was so fun chatting and I loved sharing some of our stories and experiences together. Um, let everyone know where it's best to find you, you have Meg, drop all the handles give us everything. Oh my God. Thanks, Stace. I am so honored to be here. We've been, for those who don't really know us personally, but we've been chatting about being like me being on the pod for so many, so many years. So very glad um, I was finally on. And yeah, you can find you of Meg on Instagram. It's just at you of Meg and then same with TikTok or LinkedIn. Um, but yeah, feel free to shoot me a DM anytime you want to chat or get advice or um, have a question about anything related to business, entrepreneurship, or like what I'm working on right now. Um, but yeah, thanks so much for having me, Stace. Love you. Thank you so much for coming on. This was Love so fun. Too. Bye. Bye. Perfect.